1: Welcome to Hard Currency, the weekly podcast of the Financial Times on the hot topics in the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and this week's hot topics include the euro, everyone's loving it, lots of flows into the eurozone, great data, the Emmanuel Macron afterglow is how it really feels. OPEC is another topic because it's decided to stay the course for another nine months, not as long or as deep a cut in production as people had hoped. Sterling is another hot topic, it's behaving very oddly, The Big moves being unwound within uh, minutes. Why is that happening? A hot topic that was meant to be hot but turned out not to be were the Fed minutes quite a damp, boring reaction from the market on there. Our guest this week to discuss all of these and others is Tim Graff, the head of macro strategy for EMEA region at State Street Global Markets. Tim, I didn't mention Moody's downgrading China and the big hot topic, perhaps, which is Donald Trump is out of town. Do you see a kind of a pattern amongst all those things I mentioned?
2: The first two you mentioned, I think the one thing that kind of came through is there's a lot of So on the one hand, this, on the other hand, that. The commodity story is a good example with production cuts clearly being supportive, but being a bit of a disappointment in that there wasn't a proposed extension to cuts, but also that there is the dynamic of U.S. shale production. Which is still rampant, and you have producers who are seemingly able to, to make money at anything above sort of thirty thirty five dollars a barrel, so will the production cuts be enough that 's the sort of on the other hand case. Um, so what it means to me is that a lot of the views you would take in currencies on the back of that will probably stay range-bound. Volatility probably stays relatively suppressed because you can come up with opposing arguments on a lot of these topics. There's a lot of, or there's very little conviction, I would say, behind a lot of these views.
1: The conviction that that the market had um, behind the dollar, Mm. uh, if, if there is a new conviction, and I'm not saying it with that much confidence, it's behind the euro. Would you agree?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think that has been, if you're looking for trends in this market, euro upside has been really the dominant one. For the last month, you had, of course, the reaction to the French election, and that reduced the political risk premium built into bond markets built into the euro. And now you in the background, you've always really had decent European data for the last six or eight months, and you're starting to get hard data releases that confirm that. The question now is, has this become too consensus and has it moved a little too fast? And I I would suggest looking at some of the positioning metrics in, say, futures contracts, it maybe has. Really? And, yeah, you're getting sort of the the futures positions on the CFTC kind of back towards neutral, in fact, building a small long in the euro. The once dollar. That,
1: once that happens, the market says, hang on a minute, we're, we're too, too much the other way.
2: It can often be a good contrarian indicator. Yeah. And you think about all the asset, the, the equity flows that have gone into Europe, it yeah. seems as though they're no longer being currency hedged as much as they used to. And so there is this sort of Exuberance built into the euro, and yet we still have yet to kind of break a long-held range where the top has been at one fifteen for for the last say year or two.
1: So there is room for it to grow, but obviously in the back of participants' minds is the Fed meeting next month, uh, and what what we saw from the minutes was a clear indication it's going to happen. That's all priced in now, isn't yeah. it?
2: Yeah, that's priced in, and, and it, there's a pretty good chance of you know, the, the probability of another hike this year is pretty well understood, and the probability is reasonably high. I think the question for euro, the euro and the euro-dollar dynamic is, will the ECB actually now to follow what the market is expecting in delivering a little bit more of a policy change and starting to talk about tapering. They've already put, sort of, put the kibosh on any discussion of interest rate rises ahead of tapering. So that, that question is answered. But I think people are still looking for this this policy dynamic change from the ECB And yet we're in this environment of very suppressed core inflation, and now headline inflation may be rolling over. I think we've seen the biggest boosts from energy price base effects. So that's going to be a real challenge, I think, to the euro going forward, given you have this dynamic.
1: It was fascinating how the markets just refused to believe what Draghi was saying this week. Uh, They're just convinced. They just like the idea that there's going to be a change in forward guidance next month. I mean, there's, there is, you know, we just don't believe you, Mario, is what
2: the market is exactly. and, and Well, they're looking for a trend to be sustained because that has been so difficult for the euro, especially, uh, over the last couple of years. And even in something like sterling, the last six or eight months, a, a discernible trend has been very hard to find. And so when you're in that environment, you're left with low realized volatility and people chasing carry. And that all feels a bit yeah. nerve wracking yeah. given all the uncertainty in the world. I,
1: is there, to some extent, an ECB lag in that the Fed, I mean, you know, the Fed can can have the market in its pocket saying, you know, we are going to hike even though some of the data is quite soft mm. and a reverse is actually happening or the ECB hasn't caught up saying we're not, we're not going to go anywhere near that and the market says, well, hang on a minute, the evidence is far stronger.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think it pays to, to, to pay attention to Draghi because ultimately it doesn't really matter. You know, Merkel had these comments earlier this week about the euro being too weak, but mm-hmm. that has been kind of the standard line and kind of calling into question overly easy, ECB policy. The 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 real the reality is he will be the one and, and, and 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 the committee will be the ones to decide when policy is to change and with core inflation still reasonably suppressed, seemingly enough spare capacity still in the Eurozone economy. I suspect the Bulls may be a little bit disappointed in the short run and we could see a bit more consolidation of this.
1: Interesting that what we've talked about is nothing to do with politics at the moment, isn't it? Which is what
2: the market likes, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think the market can be very schizophrenic about that. It sort of (laughs) loves watching the headlines because it gives them something to think about. And it does portend potential range breaks, but now it is all kind of... Quieted down, which I suppose is maybe bad for volatility, but is probably good for for all of us, really overall. Yes. Given a lot of the uh, the headlines we saw in previous weeks about scandals in the U.S., but yeah, it certainly reduces that dynamic to maybe a more a more healthy volume.
1: I have to confess, I've been bemused by sterling this week, possibly because I've I've rather too keenly written up the idea that sterling, you know, was going to break one hundred and thirty as mm. it as it did and and go higher. Um, what what do you are, you are you been watching these interesting? odd gappy moves in sterling and, and and what do you think it's a reflection of it might not be nothing more than the fact that people are loving the euro and just bored by sterling uh,
2: yeah i think it's it goes back to the beginning where it's it's on the one hand this on the other hand that there are some better data points but then you consider say something like the retail sales data which we saw last week which looked great but actually in volume terms on a level basis or we're really only getting back to where we were six or eight months ago right. The GDP revisions today suggest that consumption is still very weak. And then you have inflation, as we know, going to start to eat into real wages. You're not getting the rebalancing through the export sector that most might have hoped for. And so we've had this very good run of data and, and really did exceed very, very low expectations. But again, I kind of question how much you can expect to get from sterling going forward, given you still have a very low nominal and real interest rate environment in the UK. The data are clearly starting to look a little bit weaker as, as we get in, further into Q2. And the Bank of England is seemingly not going to do anything about high inflation. So that benign neglect of, of inflation with respect to the currency, I don't think is very healthy it's certainly not in the short run, and and perhaps not in the medium or long run either.
1: And is the market revising its thoughts about Theresa May? I, I mean, before the Manchester bomb, the, the headlines were all about uh, you know, the 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 U-turns, the nine, mm-hmm. ninth U-turn on on social welfare, which which would in some Um, parts of the market was being interpreted as a bad
2: uh, prelude to Brexit negotiations.
1: Is some of that um, in in Sterling's uh, gappiness and and nervousness?
2: Potentially, because you are seeing the the inability to kind of hold a position. And I don't quite know how that plays out in Brexit negotiations. In, in a way, it might be more positive in that she, if she does have a sufficient majority and does have enough credibility with, with her backbenchers, she may well be able to do U-turns that soften the exit blow from from the European Union. I, I, I'm not certain that's going to be the case, but it, it is it is a maybe given she has shown some flexibility on her positions. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it does reflect this this gappy nature of Sterling you mentioned in that there is just so much uncertainty still. We, we are having discussions about whether you know, either party will walk away from the table before we even really get to the negotiating table. And that, I think, makes for a fairly uncertain environment uh, for the next six months as well. It is
1: a horrible question for you, Tim. We're about to enter- To June. By the end of June, we will have had a UK general election, uh, a Fed hike, presumably, and the ECB new forward guidance, whatever it is. Mm. Where do you expect these currencies to be by the end of June?
2: I think the dollar probably has some, some ground to recover, generally speaking. I think the, the euro move has gone a little too far. I think we still have some, some sterling strength to unwind. Um, now, a lot of the, the U.S. rate move you mentioned is, is fully priced, but the U.S. data, I think, will continue to tell the tale, and, and we're due to get in the next couple of weeks payroll figures, which, looking at jobless claims trends, yeah. still look very, very healthy in the U.S., and so I think we might be following the seasonal pattern in U.S. data where the Q1 is quite weak, and then we have a bit of a recovery into Q2, Q3, I should say. Um, so I would expect a little bit more dollar strength to reassert itself at, to the expense of the euro and sterling, which I think both of which are a little bit overdone on the top side, given the moves we've seen lately.
1: Okay. My thanks to Tim Graff of State Street. Join us again next week. The run-up to a raft of central bank meetings and that UK general election. And dare I say it, we've missed President Trump being away from Washington. He'll be back, so will we, so so join us again for hard current
0: support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you as one of the largest integrated fee only registered investment advisors in the U S Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage.